0: Every
1: day I'm hustling, 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 Hi, I'm David Quinonez. Hi. And I'm Jewish Dave. Welcome back to a new season of Bird Road. This is Bird Road. <laughs> Dave, how have you been? I, uh... That's great. My fan is on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: See if we even remember how to do this. Do you remember how to do this, Dave? Uh, I'm not quite sure, but I what I am noticing is that your bookshelf has grown by multitudes since the last time we recorded. Is that true? No, that isn't true. Yeah, yeah, you had like five books behind your head before. Maybe it's just the angle of the camera, but there was five books. If we were to like bring up a screenshot of our old recording. don't do that, producer Marty.
1: Don't do that, please. Oh, we've added a producer, Marty.
0: Martin Scorsese. Martin
1: Scorsese is our producer. <laughs> He's constantly, uh, you know, criticizing the artistic value and merit of what we're doing. Um, this episode is going to be three and a
0: half hours.
1: <laughs> we got to bust that fat load that we've been missing since, um, yeah, uh, we we took a little seasonal break and we're back. It is, um, we're going to try to t- treat this like we do every couple of years or every year. So like a, I don't know like a, a re a, a rebirth or something or like, a, I don't know. Mm. How, how are we going to approach this Dave? What do you want out of season four of bird road
0: season five of bird road? I was thinking maybe it could be like, kind of like a rebirth, maybe a rebirth.
1: That's a great word.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I think, um, uh, the, the dead you know, I, I think we could, we could, we could just, uh, we could do the things that worked and don't do the things that didn't work. And, uh, if that if we do that, I think I think things are just going to work out great. Here's a social
1: um, question for you. Uh, mm. Put yourself in the shoes of um, this guy. So my uh, my my in laws were out eating last night with a, a couple that they're friends with, and the guy was watching um, Heat game on TV, and he was the the husband of, of like the other couple that they're really good friends with, and he was really really into it and going crazy and like there was a back and forth game and. You know, it was uh, down to the wire, as they say, and um, a guy got up who was, I guess, in front of them or sitting near them, and um, had sort of they had had like some friendly conversation, just like like you would with the people sitting next to you. And um, mm-hmm. while this uh, the first guy was going crazy over whether or not the Heat were going to win, and 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 saying he was going to like buy rounds of drinks for the bar or whatever, um, the other guy got up and was like. By the way, this is a game from 2016. It's a replay on ESPN Classic, and <laughs> so here's my question: Is that something they do? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know they do. Yeah, ESPN that. Classic okay. plays you know great games all the time, and um, okay. so and they'll be playing in a bar when you go to a bar, or a restaurant, or a sports bar, sports pub, whatever. They're playing. But my here's my question to you: Is that guy an asshole for doing that? Because he like really uh, yucked the yum of that one dude. Of, of the friends of my in-law the the, the guy who's the friends of, of my my in-laws um my, my mother and father-in-law like he was enjoying himself he was having a good time he wasn't hurting anybody like mm-hmm. maybe he was making a fool of himself but like i don't know would you do that would you tell somebody like the thing that they're like all invested in is like oh by the way that's that's not valid it's
0: bullshit Well I don't talk to other people But that also Yeah we're positing a scenario
1: where Jewish (laughs) Dave would ever have a conversation With a person in a restaurant but and that, not just that's scurry also... away from them at full speed.
0: <laughs> that's also kind of the equivalent of like when someone wears a band shirt and then you like, you know, immediately name your favorite songs by that band's. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like just a total just dick move. You know, it's just it's it's not being. <laughs> Have heard. you
1: ever seen somebody wearing a band shirt where you're 100 percent sure they couldn't name any of the songs of the of the band?
0: Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, but you don't. Does that you don't piss you off? Point that okay, out. because but there's let, something let him, similar let him, at play no, there, let him. where like the
1: people, like the assumption is that this guy is like behaving like a Miami Heat fan, very demonstrably and performatively. And if you're a really, really a Heat fan, you'd be like, "This guy is a a, 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 a re- real um real jack of Miami," because he's over here, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pretending to be a Heat fan when clearly this is the 2016 team. The roster is completely different. The players are all different like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about
0: you say clearly but and, and this is an outsider's opinion here but is there any difference between one sports game to the next sports game if like i i kind of don't blame that guy for not realizing he was watching an old game it's it's just the same this would thing. be like
1: you know what this is gonna happen to you you're gonna and okay. I, somebody's gonna prank you and make you be like Fully invested in some shit that you don't know much about, like sports.
0: They're going to tell me I'm watching Fast and Furious 10, but it's actually four. Yeah, but even though, what is,
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't even think Fast and Furious 10 comes out until like four years from now.
0: Yeah. Because yeah, Fast and happened.
1: Furious 9 comes out really soon. But we've devoted enough time on yeah. this podcast to talking, in previous seasons of this podcast, to talking about Fast and Furious movies. Mm. Good callback. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, this is sort of coming back after, I don't know, like a couple of months not doing episodes I think we'd like to try to, or I'd like to try to do an epi- a thing where I'm like doing an episode with you every week and then doing an episode where I interview somebody else, somebody every week. And you're welcome to join. Yeah. I know you won't because you're disinterested.
0: I'm very busy. Very but, busy. But we'll see if sitting in your house,
1: even after the entire planet has gotten a clean bill of health, sitting there praying for like a mutant virus, another like, uh, what do they call that? The, um, the alteration. I'm trying to say altered beast, the mutation. The, an altered beast virus. You're hoping <laughs> yes. everybody
0: turns in. That would be an awesome a lizard, virus. A wolf
1: or uh, a bear. <laughs> Which one would you be? I would want to be the lizard. <laughs> Yeah. cuz lizards have no concept of of the, of um of mortality. They don't know they're they don't even lizards don't even know they're alive. To me that sounds like heaven. Not even knowing you're alive. Like just being completely guided by hunger and and biological function sounds like a dream.
0: That's what we always say about Lily Bear is that she she doesn't have any Probably so happy. Alive.
1: She doesn't even know what she's experiencing. Yeah. Like what Lily, you're a retarded cat. And, um and lizards share is an enviable um the occupation of an enviable lim- liminal space where they're not even aware that like they 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 know they're seeing things but they don't realize that there's something behind their eyes that there's them they have no right, sense right. of self they have. What is it that Joe Rogan is always talking about? The drug that DMT makes you do the ego e- ego death, right? Where you don't even have a you. There's no you. You ceases to be. You're just an observer yeah. of circumstance around you.
0: That's uh, yeah,
1: how we off ramped yeah. into this from saying that I, no, we want to I do two did. episodes a week. It's not promising. I will say that much. Um Yeah. So, okay. We, uh, Dave, what do you want to promote for, for me personally up front? If we're plugging shit, I will say, uh, I've been trying to get people to follow the, get people to follow the show's Instagram page at bird road podcast and also Twitter at bird road podcast this week. I'm going to start using it a little bit more. So, you know, check out what's in store over there. What's going on uh, in, in your world, Dave?
0: Uh, piecing it together keeps plugging along Uh, awesome movie year just started its eighth season on the films of 1967 which is forcing me to go back and watch a lot of classic movies i probably never would have watched so that is cool check that
1: Um, out in south korea women are mocking men's penises and fueling an anti-feminist movement david uh what do you um how, how does that make you feel
0: I mean, it's it's okay, you know, it, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. This is the 21st century. You don't think that this is a
1: problem that we have to, like, address and,
0: <laughs> like, devote? I'm, I'm curious, like, like where, where your take on this is going to start, like, heading. It could go in could any direction. There. Like, <laughs> he looks very wily right now, I would say should these
1: women i think that the question that we're really getting at is should these women be arrested <laughs> and um i'm going with like a firm maybe I, I would say in this group of korean women that i'm looking at right here in this twitter moment which is all just the, you know what the real story here is is the twitter moments they're such manufactured bullshit they're like the netflix tops, top top mm-hmm. tens did we
0: talk about this on an episode right.
1: or was that on a piecing it together episode that we, we I
0: don't know. We might've at one point. I feel where like we did, the, there I'm was sure a show.
1: I was. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. For instance, what's happening in the U S right now, hashtag leg Like that's the, no way that that's like, what could that possibly be about? Um, there was a TV show, like one of these big budget that somehow ends up looking like just drab and gray, uh, superhero shows on Netflix called like, um, like Saturn quandary or some shit I forget it's like or Jupiter Jupiter problem the Jupiter problem or something and um I don't know I had like hopes where I thought oh maybe this is like another one of those subverting the genre uh whatever like type sh- like like the boys or whatever did you end up watching the boys or no
0: no yeah. I didn't so I, I thought know it would be something it, like though.
1: that and I guess it was that's like the new movement now we have to subvert superhero stuff like it's like superheroes but they're horny or something you know like we have to the superheroes but sure. they're all gay you know we, we we have to like put every spin possible on um happy pride month by the way and um yes but this one i don't know i watched it it was just completely forgettable background noise type tv show that you just have playing while you're doing your laundry and um it was trending all for a solid 10 days it was like the, the top 10 on netflix which they say is, like, based on metrics, based on what people are watching. And then literally, like, 10 days after it, it, it after its, uh, its run, its initial run or whatever, um, they announce, like, oh, they're releasing the cast, which is usually shorthand for canceled, right? Yeah. Right, done. So what does that mean? Was it actually, like, was it a top 10 thing? If it was a top 10 show for two weeks it, and, like, they canceled, like, what... Does that say about that top ten? The top the thing, ten is bullshit. The thing it
0: has is, to be. the thing is, is we might as well just move on because we will never know. They are never going to open up what those metrics mean, or what that top ten list is, or how they make their decisions. So it's almost pointless to speculate because it's completely unknowable.
1: Yeah, it, it reminds me of so many other things too, and I don't mean to like blow this little dumb topic up to more than it you know, status of more than it deserves. But like there is a lot of shit like that where I also think about, well, how did we measure this stuff beforehand? Nielsen or whatever. I always, I, I think Nielsen is kind of bullshit too. Cause it's just based off of like it, a few thousand people with boxes in their house. Like that's bullshit. You've
0: made that point to me in, in like our regular chats before, not on the show. And I agree with you, but at the same time, you know, it, Maybe this is stupid, but you put some kind of trust in these organizations that supposedly have their ways. That's of exactly things. my point. But Netflix is it, but Netflix is its own. There's no oversight. There's no third party. What is involved. the third party you know, that that's is checking on um,
1: Nielsen, for instance?
0: Well, no, Nielsen is the third. Uh, party. Explain
1: to that, me how Nielsen exists. Uh, you know, independent of the largesse of the uh, you know the the um, channels, the networks, and stuff like that. I'm sure.
0: Well, uh, yeah. In theory, they do. In theory, they're a separate entity, and you know, it's kind of like with politics, where you know that yeah, there's probably some shit happening behind the scenes where everything's being paid off and whatever, and you can't. That's what I'm trying to get to. But, but yeah, but there's at least like a a a veal of of like this is what it's supposedly doing. Whereas you know, if it's if it's I mean, yeah, I mean, if if it's just the the politician giving you all the numbers, you know, which is what Netflix is. No, in this no. Scenario, this, then, I'm, I'm uh, trying to
1: like I'm trying to um, magnify this upwards. Right. I'm, I'm trying to make a, a bigger point, I guess. We talk about how in like since I would say 2016 is usually the year that people point out where all these like norms and and the myth, the myth of like institutions always having fidelity, you know, kind of started falling apart. And the one that I'm always reminded of is last summer where we got the news. One of those memory hole stories, by the way, those stories that come and everybody for like two days is like, wow, that's horrible. And then just leaves the consciousness and everybody forgets about it. It turned out in all of the different news about how bad all of the various state unemployment websites and, and systems and um, agencies or whatever were. Like one, you know, Florida obviously was head and shoulders above everybody else and being the absolute worst most incompetently run incompetently uh, instituted unemployment system and then it came out that oh by the way those numbers aren't even right because there's like huge percentages of people who are who are unemployed that try to use have tried over the years to use the system and it just doesn't work so they don't get counted and then there's a bunch of people who do get it and they like kind of get kicked off of it they're not counted So all of these numbers where um, the Florida governors, various Florida governors are going and saying like, oh, look at our great unemployment numbers. They've always been bullshit. And everybody in that two day period of news cycles last year, everybody just kind of threw up their hands and was like, damn, that's crazy. And then like, and we still continue to pay attention to unemployment statistics and take them as gospel. When we know now, after looking under the hood, we know like, oh, wow, this is coming from a fucked up place. This is a, a, a busted, you know, a busted system.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you you say we, but guess who doesn't? Most people still pay attention. <laughs> Most people, yeah, everybody.
1: <laughs> so yeah, we've talked about the women in South Korea. Mm-hmm. What, what's 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 next, Dave? Oh, what would it take for you during a pandemic to? How much would I have to pay you to get on a flight to Miami to attend a Bitcoin conference?
0: <laughs> There's almost nothing you could do to get me to (laughs) (laughs) almost nothing.
1: Yeah, so we had the annual—I don't know what 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 you would call it but like.
0: I have to imagine Las Vegas is a continuous Bitcoin conference, just like Las Vegas is a
1: (laughs) literal Bitcoin conference before Bitcoin was even invented. I mean, when you take out a marker at a casino, what is that if not cryptocurrency? Yeah, it's like untraceable. It's—I don't know—I don't know if that's true or not. But anyway, this headline from CNBC, we had a big, big Bitcoin conference here last weekend. And uh, yeah, it went about like you would think it would go for a bunch of like, (laughs) like guys who, who (laughs) Bitcoin guys are the weirdest guys because they're like science tech Rick and Morty dudes. But at the same time, they also don't like, they're also like, like vaccine and virus skeptical dudes. Uh So like they're like the wor- they're like the worst science and reason guys
0: that there are They on. also seem to be uh, anti that stuff, but they still they get the vaccine. But like publicly on like social media, <laughs> I think so. But publicly on social media, they post like skepticism about it.
1: I mean, let's let's call it what what, what it is. It's libertarians, yes. Yes. right? Bitcoin guys, Rick and Morty guys, um, you know, Elon Musk guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, all these, all of these guys are they're they're libertarians. They're like the new stripe of the next generation of libertarians. The way that you know that these guys are libertarians or whatever is by looking at the speaker list. It was like it included Ron Paul. Do you remember Ron Paul at all, Dave?
0: Sure. From, like way yeah, back a little, yeah, a little, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: he was big in Vegas. He had like a big following. The libertarian, yeah. you know. This is all part of this migration strategy and branding of Miami that I really don't agree with that I don't like. I mean like we're saying we're we're pretending that like having a bunch of bitcoin people move to Miami is the same as having tech industry. <laughs> like th- th- there's that shows how tech illiterate the city county government everybody everybody involved in like promoting Miami as a place for industry or whatever. They think like they're like oh, more another great tech success story and it'll be some bitcoin guy who made like million on Dogecoin is, like, sending out a tweet like, yo, fuck this, fam. I'm moving to to South Beach. And then, like, the mayor will retweet it and just be like, yeah, another great success story. Another tech leader. It's like, I I don't know, man. That's a guy that spends, like, 80% of his time in Thailand for mysterious purposes and (laughs) has been arrested with, like, you know, uh, Samsonite suitcases filled with cash bitcoin again i don't know why i i don't know why bitcoin is considered tech would you count marie claire as tech would you count like uh what is what is the um what are the pills the health pills nutraceutical system or whatever like
0: uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, Fucking, wh- no, all of not. these
1: pyramid schemes and these like MLM, these multi level marketing ca- things. It's it like Bitcoin. It, show me a substantive way that Bitcoin is a, a, it, any way different than that. Other than who ends up getting all the money in the MLMs, it's the people who are at the top of the pyramids. And in Bitcoin, it's just the Chinese. The Chinese get all end up getting all the money. <laughs> <Sure>. um, <Yeah. laughs> but like, th- no, because that's what it is. That's what that's what, that's what I always tell people is that Bitcoin is basically just like a – it's an algorithm that is – it's a wealth transfer algorithm. Every few years, it just sends a bunch of money to China. And everybody's like, oh, I lost my Bitcoin. And it's like, yeah, that's what it's fucking designed to do. It's to get you hyped up, get you psyched out, get you opening up Coinbase accounts and dumping your money into your your wallet. And then watching the like watching it go for a ride. A couple of you actually making some money. A couple people, and then all of it just gets washed away. Do you remember that when that happened? Did you know anybody in like back in 2016 or 2017 in the big the Bitcoin crash, whenever that was, that like lost no. their asses?
0: No, I I luckily was shielded from that whole world. I I I see stuff on social media about it, but I don't know anybody actually involved.
1: Yeah, so this this story comes from CNBC Bitcoin conference attendees. Report testing positive for COVID after returning from Miami. Some of the 12,000... The key points. Some of the 12,000 attendees who flew into Miami last week for the biggest Bitcoin event in history have started testing positive for COVID. There was no mask mandate and proof of vaccination was not required. I'm telling you, Dave, this is the one cool sector of, quote-unquote, STEM or science or tech people that you're not going to get them to, like, acknowledge modern medicine or... like They're... <laughs> They're not exactly the, the, the strictest adherence to the, you know, concepts that they espouse. These are people who will be like, the, who will tell like other people like, oh, learn to code. You know, if you lost your job in, in media or lost your job in journalism, learn how to code. And it's like, okay, well, why don't you learn like the most basic uh, fundamentals of biology?
0: Yeah, I mean, it is it, it is such a huge thing with, with you know, being called a tech thing and i i truly don't get that either because it doesn't seem like anything you need to have any kind of computer knowledge to actually do
1: yeah it's the same as the people who get like who, who used to be all like um taken in by all these gold like buy gold sell gold you know it's, it's yeah. all just like nobody's making money i mean like maybe five people are actually making money off of it it's just a bunch of value being transferred around on a ledger Which which the Bitcoin people would tell you, like, well, that's what what money is anyway. That's all that money is anyhow. And it's like, no, no, that's not true. People actually, like, (laughs) a dollar is still a dollar in, like, five years, you know. It might be worth, like, incrementally, like, a a tiny amount less than it was five years earlier. But for the most part, you can go in and buy, like, a, a soda with the same dollar that you could five years ago, you know.
0: I think in some way, Bitcoin, the reason why it's so popular is it, it kind of captures, it's the perfect uh, thing that you know anybody can do that captures the same thing we've talked about before on the show about how tech companies make money off of nothing, mm-hmm. like where there's no actual money happening, no income right. happening, and yet still generates all this money the way that Amazon doesn't make money or Netflix doesn't make money. It allows little people to do that, I guess.
1: But it also lets them get wiped out, like they just get like smoked, which happens with day traders all day long. And I know we did a whole episode about, um, you know, about uh, GameStop and all that shit a a while back. But like it, it, it would be like if, and I guess I guess this is kind of how it is. But if 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 the Nasdaq or if the if the Dow Jones every few years was just like. For no reason. Like absent of any logical reason. Just like wiped the board. Like a chess board. Like everybody just and, and all the all the chess pieces represent everybody's money. And it's it's like uh it's it's like a game of um of um what do you call it? The fuck damn dude, I can't think today. What is the game with the chair? The last chair. Are you try to get into the last chair.
0: Musical chairs.
1: Okay. I'm done. I'm like my brain is good. <laughs> It's like a game
0: Well, I am the music guy on the show, so I should it's like a
1: game of musical chairs where every (laughs) few years or whatever they just wipe off all the chairs and everybody ends up falling on their ass. And then they bring the chairs back out and the hype starts back up and there's Bitcoin conferences where people are passing around illnesses and everybody gets like all you know, all of the the typical marks. The people the, the, the the Rick and Morty fans, the the Elon Musk fans, all everybody who is an easy Mark. Um I mean like have you ever looked in Elon Musk's replies ever like people when he tweets people are so excited to like engage with him Yeah that's true <laughs> but th- there's a specific part of that ecosystem that I'm that I'm going after There is an entire cottage industry of fake Elon Musk accounts that will reply mm. and it looks like Elon is threading it makes it look like Elon is making a oh, thread wow. and they'll be like like if he'll write something about i don't know like the Tesla truck or something right he'll have a tweet about about like the release date of the Tesla truck and then and then this reply the reply um clone will say something like uh and i couldn't have done any of this without this incredible investment vehicle that rocketed tesla to the moon check it out and it'll be like a bitly link which is like clearly fishing or something you know sure. and yeah. and everybody I, nobody ever asks like what is it about Elon Musk fans that make that such a fertile ground for obvious phishing attacks? Like they don't do right. that to, I don't know, Donald Trump. Donald Trump doesn't have those guys, and mm-hmm. Joe Biden doesn't have. Who else is popular on Twitter? Dua Lipa like doesn't have those guys. BTS doesn't have those guys, right? But mm-hmm. Elon Musk does. And if I was an Elon Musk fan. I would be a little. I would. I would do a little self-examination, and be like, "Why is it that I, my cohort of people, are targeted with the kind of simple online fraud that idiots fall for? What does it say about me and the things that I believe? And you know, what does it call into question? Uh, But I don't know if they do that kind of self-examination, Dave."
0: I don't think they do. I, I think that that is uh, – that's kind of a hallmark for those kinds of people, the the libertarian-minded, the Bitcoin people. the Smartest guys in the all world. All them. They, they, no, no self you –
1: know, No self-awareness. You know. <laughs> yeah. I am constantly doing things where I look around myself and I'm like, I'm around a bunch of dumb people. What did I do wrong? like yeah. and I'm constantly evaluating We're podcasters. Oh yeah, of I mean- course. We, we spent <laughs> f- 5 days you and I at a podcast conference and I looked around constantly like what the fuck am I doing here? And like <laughs> I was hearing the people talk and I'm like, man, is this me? Is this what I am? And what how many podcast conferences have we been to since then?
0: <laughs> Zero.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to go to a fucking podcast conference because uh, like okay, I'm already doing something stupid. I'm not gonna double down on it, like, <laughs> and like become part of the 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 society that does this stupid thing. Start clicking on Bitly links. Like a
0: everyone, make sure to make sure to subscribe and follow. Actually,
1: no, I would follow all the All Points West Network shows that I've dumped thousands of dollars into, <laughs> pouring away my hard and earned money on. On hosting and fucking conference call
0: apps. (laughs) That for some reason we need multiple. Yeah.
1: That can never just be solved with one conference call app. You need multiple. (laughs) (sighs) Motherfucker. I just got depressed reading this story. Uh, So some of the 12,000 attendees who flew into Miami last weekend for the biggest Bitcoin event in history have started testing positive for COVID. Now here's the thing. That's an easy gotcha because out of 12,000 people, of course, some people are going to test positive for COVID. 12,000 people could do anything right now. And a few of them are going to test positive for COVID. It could be 12,000 sure. people acting completely responsibly, whatever your definition of that is, wearing masks 24-7 and sitting in their house. And guess what? We're in the middle of a pandemic. Like a couple of them, yeah. Some of them are going to get COVID because it's going yeah. around. It's a fucking pandemic. But um. yeah. Yeah, so I, I, think that that's a, I think that the article, honestly, is like a little bit of a cheap shot, but it also, it's also not wrong. <laughs> like it's, yeah,
0: and it's also fun to laugh at those it's people. It's also fun so. to laugh at those people.
1: Um, there was no mask mandate, no proof of vaccination requirement to attend. COVID was only a talking point in the context of how thrilled everyone was to have arrived at the other side of the pandemic. That is, of course, until some conference participants took to Twitter to say that they had tested positive for the coronavirus. And then they have like a... A string of um, people basically saying like, hey, if, if you hung out with me in Miami, uh, I've got COVID. You should – which <laughs> is, nice. is a really funny way of doing like the old like phone call of shame when you have like an STD and you have to call the, right. your, yeah. your partners or whatever. Um, but just going on Twitter and just doing it, getting it all over with. Uh, in the spirit of full disclosure, this reporter attended the show after receiving two doses of the Moderna vaccine. Vaccine isn't a 100% guarantee of immunity, but at the moment I'm not present presenting any symptoms. Um, when the conference is ultimately billed as a super spreader event, whether the conference is ultimately billed as a super spreader event remains to be seen. I don't know if it'll be a super spreader event because I think that we're like pretty much close to that point where enough normal non Bitcoin idiot people are out there (laughs) getting vaccinated that like, uh, that we probably won't, like, have... I don't think we'll have super spreader events that much anymore because if a bunch of people... That's the point of the herd immunity. That was the thing that everybody was missing for all of those months that we were debating whether herd immunity is or is not the way to go. Like, herd immunity is supposed to be achieved through, you know, robust vaccination or robust exposure. And uh, and then, like, eventually it contains the spread. Like, if you ever see those visual and anima, an, an, uh, animaniacs animatics of uh <laughs> yeah. have you ever see the animatics of the way that, that herd immunity works where it's like a 100 dots and then one dot turns white and a few dots yeah. around it turn white but if the vast majority of the dots uh, even if the vast majority aren't inoculated they don't end up getting it like it's, it's contained within that little spread of yeah. five or six dots right so this conference is probably like those five or six dots I doubt that it'll have any like broader Miami's doing a great job at getting vaccinated honestly I think that we're at like two-thirds vaccination or something like that we're not and and we're uh, we're a city and a county that is filled with anti-vax kooks and the fact that we're at like 60 or 70 percent is pretty fucking good and that's really you know I, I think we only need to get a little bit higher than that to be able to say like safely like yeah we're okay we can get out of here our numbers are super low um I don't know. I I don't know. I I know people want (sighs) to, people are still living in fear. So I guess this kind of stuff gets people riled up. There's a million reasons to not like Bitcoin and the people who are evangelists for it. But I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if this particular conference is, is one of them. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean for the exact thing you just said i mean that's going to keep happening regardless of what the you know the purpose of the conference is and vegas just came back with its first major conference this week and you know all the big ones are coming back in the the coming months so yeah we're we're good you know we're ready for it i think i went to the gym without a mask this morning oh my god that's big for you you
1: always have the mask on in the gym um how did it feel
0: uh, weird but I was like I, yesterday I texted Gina I was like I, I think I'm ready to stop wearing the mask what did she say <laughs> you know? oh she's she's totally she's like d- ready she's for that it. too yeah she she goes to her yoga what, I, what and, I feel weird yeah. about though is just like that residual
1: I know that there's like a residual like I I'm gonna be very vulnerable right now and speak very like kind of candidly I know the way that I was in the heat of the height of pandemic and everything like that, looking at people who weren't wearing their masks, whether I was looking at them on Reddit in the public freakout subreddit, or if I was looking at them in public in like actual real life, watching them try to come into the grocery store and get turned back or whatever. And, or just like the people who were in those sort of, um, free fire zones where it's like, The sidewalk before the uh, parking lot, people who were like taking their masks off and hanging out and like, I don't know, like, what do you call those? They're like non-spaces, like spaces where it's just transitional space. And there was a whole period of time, like, and we we moved through it every day, all day long. And there were so many people at the height of the pandemic who didn't have their masks on in these like spaces. And I would look at them. I, I didn't make faces. I'm not like some, you know pissy bitch or something but i would,
0: i made faces i don't care what you say <laughs> and it,
1: but inside i was making a face for sure i was yes. like uh, 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 like looking down my nose and doing like the typical you know holier than thou lip shit and mm-hmm. um and now i feel like i can join them and yeah. their ranks but what i and again i'm trying I'm, I'm 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 bearing my soul a little bit and being a little um i i guess like earnest here I feel bad that I think that there are probably still a lot of people looking who will look at me the way that I was looking at those oh, yeah. people. Because yeah. and I like part of me wants to be like get over it, you know, it's it's over, but like every every rebuttal that I think of in my head for people like that, I I feel worse because it's the kind of thing that the that the um anti-maskers were saying five or six months ago and now it's like well circumstances have changed the reality of the situation is different so now i do logically agree with them where i didn't logically agree with them six months ago but it's like there's something like twisted in our discourse or in the way that we express ourselves where it's not okay based on new information to change your mind about stuff be like okay well things are different now things are better and now everything this political stance that i had to take for seven or eight months that masks are necessary and masks are you know are are good and we should all be wearing them and even even like in the best of circumstances we probably should because look nobody's dying of flu because nobody's passing the flu around right so yeah Yeah. having that opinion eight six months ago five months ago whatever and now being like "Mm, you know what i'll wear my mask out of respect when i'm inside of a grocery store and that's probably it other than that i'm going mask off right like those shouldn't be incompatible and they are and it
0: sucks man it's and it's all point it's like i it's, think they are incompatible though yeah that, that's the thing i like you said i agree with them now but i don't i don't consider that agreeing you with think them. of it as two you different know?
1: issues completely
0: yeah, like, yeah, because like that the mask- was then, and this is now, and they're two completely. I different agree,
1: things. and logically, that's correct. Like the the question of whether to mask or not mask in June twelfth, twenty twenty one versus June twelfth, twenty twenty, are two completely mm-hmm. different questions. Exactly, and somehow completely. it just doesn't feel that way. It feels like you made a line in the sand. Everybody around the time of, honestly, around the time of George Floyd is when all that's when we lost as a country all solidarity it of of like being in it together we because yeah. battle lines were drawn and that's when all the discourse got perverted and it became about like um oh it's it's not okay for the right wing to you know have anti-mask protests but it's okay for the left to have you know anti-police protests without masks you know all this everybody had to pick a side and now it yeah. feels and i can't be the only one that feels this way it feels weird and it shouldn't because it is a situation where it's like, okay, there's new information. There's a change. The circumstances are different. The infection, the spread, the presence of a, vaccinate, of a vaccine in the population, even if it's not where it needs to be yet. Like, those, that's all new information that we should be using. And somehow it still feels like, oh, yeah, but I don't want to be the asshole. Right. Yeah. That's probably, again, like something you can b- blame on liberals, honestly, because – or just blame on everybody. Most I don't likely. Know. I don't know what to tell you, Dave. I don't know. But talking about uh, discourse perverting things, mm-hmm. the last message I have, the last uh, DM I have from you in preparation for this show was, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it was basically like, okay, I haven't done any reading on critical race theory or what is going on with this shit. So should I do any reading on it? And I was like, you know what? You do you. Google a little bit if you want or don't because on, on the, the next topic, the one that we kind of wanted to talk about a little bit was – I don't I don't think this is happening on the state level where you are but it's the big news here in Florida that our governor Ron DeSantis has um has waged war against this concept of critical race theory and uh which yeah. is a you know a, a legal concept a concept that is a, a legal course of study really that is taught in law schools and you know in graduate programs and is, implemented and you know in the context of like a lot of justice um programs and things that have to do with you know specifically the criminal justice system but it is broadly applicable to a lot of history a lot of um social uh uh, sociology and things like that it's it's just basically like critical race theory is like the the historical understanding and coming to grips with like the the the, the racist nature of the country or the, the inherent systemic racism of the country and trying to find like useful applications and useful ways to, to, um, overcome it. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I never studied critical race theory. And what I've learned over the last few days is Rhonda DeSantis sure the fuck hasn't either, because what is happening here in Florida is we are, um, Our Department of Education has, in the last 24 hours, or last 48 hours, made it, uh, you know, not illegal, I guess, but just it's it's banned the teaching of what it calls critical race theory. But the description of what they call critical race theory is actually, and this is what you'll see most liberals complaining about, is that like, it's not technically critical race theory, because critical race theory is this thing. And what you're talking about is some other thing, but what liberals are missing the point of is that it was never about the, for the GOP, it was never about them properly naming and identifying a thing. What they're doing Mm -hmm. is they're removing any parts of the textbooks. They're going to remove any parts of the curriculum that uh, grapple with things like slavery, things like uh, Jim Crow, things like, um, you know, reconstruction, uh, things like the civil rights era, anything that is like in a very literal reading of the, of, of, the, the the text anything that is critical of racism is what they it's like what when oh, when, when republicans look at critical race theory they don't see that nuanced and accurate explanation that i just gave a few minutes ago what they see is anything that's critical of racism they're like if if, if racism is taught as a as a as a thing that is an extant reality in our schools It's an uncomfortable conversation specifically for white people to have. It hurts our feelings. We don't want to have to have that conversation. We don't want to have to have our kids come home and ask us about why, you know, this country for 400 years has been just absurdly racist towards black people. Why it's decimated the black experience on this planet. Um, Why people of color have been like ground up underneath the wheels of this country for, you know, like I said, hundreds of years. Nobody wants to talk about that, and and so they're just branding it critical race theory. This shit is not just happening in Florida; it's happening in like seven other states. Exact same wording, exact same executive actions, sort of cascading downward from the governor's office to their to their various uh, respective departments of education. And um, I, I, yeah, so that's that's what critical race theory is to answer your your DMs. And the reason that we're talking about it here, yeah. it's but more than that, what I think it is beyond just being a a, a, a a discourse victory or like a, you know, a victory in messaging for the GOP because the GOP concocted this imaginary bad guy of critical race theory that doesn't even really exist and then vanquished it. So they won the new cycle. Critical race theory has been defeated. Right. And quietly and inherently in that dynamic, critical race theory was also defined as something that it's not. So they defined it as anything that is, um, you know, uncomfortable basically for white people to talk about. They defined it as bad, as like clearly 100% bad. And then they defeated it. And now it's dead. And there's so many of their supporters that are super happy about it. And that was always the point. It wasn't about stopping critical race theory in schools. It was about getting the white voters of Florida and white Latino voters of Florida psyched up hyped up and giving them a win and you know what as transparently bullshit as it is it sure would be nice on the other side if there was like a win i don't care define something as anything and then beat it, it on the left just do it fucking anything right do fucking anything just when's the last absolutely. time that you got a sop like that on the, as a as a progressive or like when is the last time that it was like yeah we beat the shit out of this and now it's implemented and there's even the the victories in florida that we do get on the left things like restoring you know felon rights so use amendment four from 2018 as another example like we always do it, it, it like you, you we won it was like a clear victory and still didn't like it still didn't get implemented it's it's like it, i can guarantee you starting next year ain't gonna be no fucking teachers teaching anything that even approaches critical race theory the, the GOP will make sure that yeah. that doesn't happen, but the left in this state pushed to restore voting rights to former felons who had paid their dues to society, and the GOP found a way to take that away and to nullify it. And I could name three or four other, just off the top of my head, three or four other similar quote-unquote victories for the left that the GOP just basically like, like, uh, death by a thousand cuts out of existence, you know, they destroyed it. They destroyed each of those various victories. It would be great to have a, you know, it would be, I, I don't say I see why people, I see why people are Republicans because people like to win and Demo- and Democrats don't yeah. win.
0: Well, I mean, in, in Nevada, we're getting uh, weed lounges. <sighs> coming. So that's kind of a liberal thing. right? Yeah. I don't know. So I mean, like I,
1: I'm joking. Like, yeah, I would love that we, um you know, we are getting a little more progressive on that issue, but that's like such a baseline. That is one of those things that's like weed law and weed juris. I went from caring a lot a few years ago about weed legislation and marijuana legalization and all that stuff um, in a self-interested way. But this was my evolution on that topic, right? I went from being really interested about it in a self-interested way like oh i would love to be able to legally purchase weed to being in- more interested in the sort of criminal justice implications like all the people mostly black people who get arrested for stupid amounts of marijuana and it's used as sort of this predicate to bust into people's houses because you smell weed or whatever usually people of color's houses in uh in florida at least um to like you know i i, I sort of evolved into thinking like oh well that's what's really important about marijuana legislation is the decriminalization and the exoneration or the, um, you know, scrubbing clean of the records of people who, you know, and now I, I honestly just think it's it's the same thing as this critical race theory. It's just a distraction.
0: It's also weird that, it, you know, I, I mean, it's a stupid thing to even say, but like, it's weird that it's a thing right. at the moment. Like, it just seems like it's it seems like something that would have come up 20 20- years at least 10 years ago, but maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> but but
1: yeah, it's just crazy. It's funny because there's another topic I want to get into as I segue into the, the the concept of crime in Miami, which has been well reported recently that, you know, we're in the middle midst of kind of a spot of a spike in violent crime here. And I, I kind of had put in the segue, like speaking of narratives that also that become their own living things, despite not really having a lot to them. There is, there has been a spike in violent crime over the last five years since since 2016 here in Miami. Do you know if that's the case in Vegas? I know that there was like that rash of shootings on the Strip you guys had, but
0: right. That that's the only thing that I would have to add to that is that yeah, it that whole thing once things started opening back up, it seems like it's been more violent on the Strip. But I don't know if like overall, and especially once and then also like the fully the, opened up the biggest which they mass have.
1: shooting in the history of the country. But other than that. <laughs> There's that too. Um, Yeah, the um, I always shake my head when I think about the the biggest shooting because it's just like it's there. Like people, it's such a sensitive topic because like so many people that we know know people or were affected directly by that thing, and nobody wants to hear somebody like me asking the question like, "What the fuck actually happened? What was that?" because I, I, like it it opens up wounds and it hurts to talk about or it hurts to hear other people talking about it but i can't help but think like what the fuck was that what really was that that wasn't just some a uh, crazy guy just decided to move half a ton of of um weaponry and ammunition into a vegas room into a mandalay bay room I, whatever I don't know I don't want to get into
0: we're go- we're going we're going down the rabbit hole. we're going hole down looks. the
1: rabbit hole first. it's happening there is a lot of fucked up stuff with going on with the whole Stephen Paddock thing but whatever there's plenty of podcasts that do a great job of, of exploring the those truths those actual <laughs> truths um, but like I said speaking of narratives that become things um, that we have to like contend with here in Miami Dade they just announced that they're um, gonna start like this like a blue ribbon panel or whatever about this new um oh there's no resolution on the critical race theory thing it's just educate education is just gonna get worse in florida as if like as if that was possible of course um so put your kids in charter schools i guess where they can't even keep the lights on and the fucking faculty disappears overnight after they raid the coffers and you know uh abscond to venezuela or whatever but um so mayor uh daniela came out with a plan a long-term plan to i guess address violence in the community and when they say in the community what they're saying is in the black community um that's like their little code word for that And, and if you read through the plan we have a bunch of great, and somebody, you know, credit said to our local ABC affiliate. They wrote a story about this, but um, we have a bunch of like grassroots, connected, underfunded, broke, um, local organizations and nonprofits and uh, you know, charities and and organizations, whatever, that um, could really use a lot of this. Uh, a lot of this support, a lot of this funding, a lot of these resources that are being put out in, um, that are being mentioned in uh, Mayor Cava's plan that she released the other day. But if you read through the plan, there's no money for those groups. None of them are actually getting the benefit of of this anti-violence plan, despite being the most connected people, the most connected organizations to the communities that are most affected by the violence. Instead, Dave... Shocking! What is it? It's a bunch of money for cops. It's a bunch of money for cops programs. Yep. It's for the cops yes. to have more of their athletic leagues. It's for the cops to have overtime. It's for the cops to do um to do more uh, surveillance. We're gonna have like various like like mobile surveillance cameras, and I'm sure we're gonna have fucking drones tracking us and just more surveillance state shit. Um, <laughs> none like none of these shootings need the the cops in Miami in Miami-Dade and in the city of Miami are already just soaking the city and the county for obscene amounts of of our budget, right? They rec- they represent like 20-30% of our overall budget, just cops and law enforcement. And most of it goes to their fucking overtimes and to their to their overtime and to their exorbitant salaries that nobody else in any sector gets. Um, you know gets to enjoy uh, it goes to their retirement where they get to retire at age 40 or whatever uh, for the rest of their life we have to like pay their you know we're paying like healthy 43 year old men $120,000 a year to just do nothing because uh, they're retired um, mm. so but that's not enough we need to dump all of our budget all of the money every plan that goes through The county, every plan that goes through the city, every plan that goes through the state has to redound to the benefit of police financially. And I can't help but look at this high-profile shooting that we had the other day. It wasn't the other day. At this point, it was more than two weeks ago. uh, Memorial Day shooting, I think it was Memorial Day. And notice that the cops who already have an obscene amount of resources, most well-provisioned part of the county government, by a factor of 10 that you could like th- th- that you could think of still haven't made a fucking arrest cops don't mm-hmm. fucking solve crimes man maybe they happened if they happen to be there like the 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 most of the criminals that they actually catch literally fall into their fucking hands i had somebody right. tell me once a former cop tell me that most of the arrests for homicides in this country are the police pulling up responding to a 911 call and the killer is still there because the killer like right, killed right. somebody they know and they're in shock they killed like their wife or they killed like uh you know their brother or something and they're standing there they're holding the gun and they like they're just standing there waiting to be put in handcuffs if you eliminate all of those what, what I don't know, let's call them like low-hanging fruit, right? If you eliminate that low-hanging fruit clearance, like, oh, we cleared this killing, you know, oh, that's a homicide, that's solved. It's like, really? how Like, how much work did you do to fucking solve that? The guy was standing there holding the gun and said, I did it. If yeah. you eliminate the low-hanging fruit, cops solve virtually no fucking crime. They solve. Get something stolen from you and go talk to a cop about it and see how loudly they laugh in your face if you ask them. I mean, the, this is literally a trope in movies. They do it in Big Lebowski where the guy laughs at, at him. He's like, yeah, they got him working in teams. <laughs> like, I mean, it's a trope. We know that cops don't do shit. We know it. They laugh at us when we ask them for help. We ask them to solve a crime. Do you think you'll find it? Do you think maybe... You know, that was kind of important to me. Or, oh, I'm really, I, that, that makes me feel really bad. I feel really scared. I'm traumatized because the guy pulled a gun on me. <laughs> okay, well, we'll let you know. See you later. Fuck off. Sure. Or or the other classic <laughs> cop move, which is just not show up. Like, like leave people waiting. For like, yeah, we just had a horrible accident here. Um, you know, there's going to be all types of insurance claims. And one guy did a hit and run and had to leave, you know. Please send somebody. And then just like hours go by and nobody shows up. That's the yeah. other famous move yeah. in, I, I mean, in any city I've lived in. And I've lived in a bunch of cities. So more more money for cops the, All they need is that last few million bucks. The last few million bucks and they'll be able to start solving some crimes.
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, it's it's an expensive uh, thing to have to yeah. do. So I'm, I'm pretty pissed off about that. Again, I'm,
1: I'm more pissed off about the discourse that arises out of it. It's obviously horrible that like, I think it's from 2016, 45, uh, violent crime is up 45% from 2016. To 2021 i'm not going to mention you know what you know what what, what wasn't there supposed to be like a, a law and order thing or something like that wasn't that when when trump got elected like we were going to enter the era of law and order and that what year was that 2016 right
0: <laughs> that would have been 2016 i guess so but uh yeah i don't know that doesn't seem yeah. to have and worked this, out this
1: county has been under just even despite the fact that it's like 70 democrat this county and the you know the various municipalities contained within it have been under like total republican control from the uh, up until kava who's a democrat up until she was elected just a few months ago um all the way back to 2016 even further the mayor was a republican like we always talk about the state the 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 various um state and um state and federal representatives apart from like that little brief blip where shalala was was a uh, uh a rep you know it's all republican it's it, you could say it's all conservative too because shalala and over on the other side of the county McCarcel powell both super super conservative um centrist right-wing democrats and i don't know man if this is like the fucking test kitchen then wouldn't wouldn't Miami be a, a good test case where it's like hey look at Miami uh under complete republican control and uh, the crime is up 45% i don't know whatever but um yeah man I'm, I'm 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 aimlessly pissed off which is how i always am whenever we come back from a season
0: break oh yeah absolutely it's 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 same old uh same old bird road but that's don't what people that. are uh, excited about don't.
1: <laughs> what did you want to talk about this week what's on your docket
0: i could say that i'm excited about e3 i don't know <laughs> after all explain that, to people what e3 is new nintendo switch the big video game convention that uh is now just digital it's not a real convention where did it anymore. used to be like uh, Hell, they're gonna announce like all the new games in LA. in la yeah i got to go a few times uh over the years um but uh, yeah, it just started yesterday, and today we're going to find out about a whole bunch of new stuff, and tomorrow's the big day.
1: I'm what things about. are going to happen that you're excited about? Like, what? Is it a new console? Probably
0: a, probably a new model of Nintendo Switch. That's the main thing. So, like, you, look, you look as will, excited as I I have do. not but owned it. Ne- I will never play any of these games, though, because I'm too busy. Has there ever so.
1: been a Nintendo system that came out that you didn't buy?
0: Well, actually, that's not true. There is a uh, I think I didn't have a couple of the portables like the, the Game Boy Advance. I might not have had it at some point, um, but I had isn't all the that part. So.
1: Isn't that part and parcel with Game Boy, though? Like you had a yes. Game Boy. So, right. Like, exactly.
0: You don't yeah. need you don't need all those little in betweeners. But all the major ones. Yes, I definitely had.
1: I am trying to think of the last Nintendo system that I owned, and I think it was the original NES. I never owned an SNES.
0: Well, that's that's fine. I mean, that, you, the gold is... I know things. it's fine. Thank you for yeah. your
1: approval, I, I guess. I, like, I, I'm going to allow it. I don't, I don't need
0: that. I'll, you, I'll but... allow it. I'll allow it.